Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Oh, hello, everybody. Hello. Uh, <laughs> golly. Hello, golly, people. We're silly. We're silly today. Oh, man. Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. <laughs> My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Confidence. Confidence. 2003's Confidence, starring all the white people. Confidence game is like putting on a play where everyone knows their part. Lionel, he's dead. What about the money? Everyone except for the mark. I can't be here! You guys were late. You guys got a lot of sack, man. It's confidence. So it's confidence. Starring fucking way too much Edward Burns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> entirely. You can, look, you can never have entirely too much. Entirely too much Edward Burns. <laughs> Uh, is that the main character? He is, yeah. What do I know his ass from? Fuck, man. Saving Private Ryan? No. 15 minutes? No. Um, he's just real. He's like a white guy. He's like a He's like a Ben Affleck type, you know? He he's was like a, a he Ken doll. He was an Affleck adjacent. Yeah, he was um, He was supposed to be uh, a big deal uh, in the late, late 90s, and it just never materialized for well, him. He's a, he's a big deal in my heart. Oh, um, good. Hey. I'm sure he's happy to hear that. <laughs> folks it's it's a it's a thursday which means this is brought to you by one of our patrons specifically norm from cheers Woo! thank you very much norm from cheers uh uh it's a weird request this movie but we did it for you i mean it's not the weirdest request no 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 this is just it's a again it's a 2003 like con film like uh it's yeah, called confidence it's called confidence it's about confidence men uh yeah it's it's about a team of 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 uh ne'er-do-well grifters who run griffs who run cons yep. on people um and, yeah and it's i mean all right it, it first of all has a hell of a cast dustin hoffman's in there fuck of a Paul cast. Giamatti. yeah andy garcia uh i can I can tell you why. Um, I Tom. The, the director directed fucking Glenn Gary Glenn yes, Ross. That is why. That's or that's my assumption. I mean, but I mean, let's, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Well, let's look at what else this guy has made. It's James Foley. It's also made Fear, starring <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Also, Perfect Stranger. Um, and the two Fifty Shades of Grey sequels. Yeah, but like at the time in two thousand three, you, you know. People didn't know this about him. Mm-hmm. They only knew like fear. <laughs> and they, they, I don't know. And the chamber. It. it is the writer of Star Trek Beyond and the Cloverfield Paradox. Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, what, what did you What did you think of this movie? Um, this is. Uh, yeah. That's a tough. That's honestly kind of a tough question. Okay. Um. Why? Well, like it's. It's a heist movie, essentially. Yeah. Um, Andy Garcia is there to make you think about Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Um, and the ending of the film gave me, you know, when when all the pieces fall into place, and you see, and you see how they've been running a, a scam the entire time, which of course you're going to see coming a mile away. But it's, you know, I got the same like endorphin rush that I would uh, watching any heist movie when the heist falls into place. Mm-hmm. But like all of the movie before, like the heist itself is pretty uninteresting and simple. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing about heists and, and con artist films mm-hmm. is like, remember when South Park did that episode about family guy and they kind yeah. of deconstructed it enough so that family guy stopped, kind of stopped working. Cause you were like, Oh yeah, that is what they're doing. Well, they did. They throttled way back on the cutaway jokes. Yes. In Family Guy after that episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> Although well, Seth MacFarlane would probably never admit it. Yeah. Rick and Morty sort of did the same thing. Uh, and uh, I mean, it's not like they were pioneers here, but with the heist films. 
where they did the you the son of a bitch I'm in episode. Yeah. Where they sort of point out like the, the every heist film uh or con artist film yeah. it's always oh and they're one step ahead. Yeah, and that's not I mean you already kind of were getting towards this. That's I mean, that's not a revelation that Rick and Morty made. No. They just they just made they just did a particularly well done send up of yeah. it. Like we've known the tropes and the roadmap and like the, basically how every single beat that every single one of these movies follows yes and is so, well established and this is 2003 and maybe people were dumber then but like watching this now it's just so it doesn't it's, it's so ineffective it's almost twee watching it now because we've had yeah because two decades of this kind of movie and also like this movie this movie feels a little bit dated even for 2003 because it feels like that wave of independent gangster films we got after Reservoir yes. Dogs and Pulp Fiction in the 90s where everyone yeah, was every, a, everyone was a hitman wearing a suit uh, in a comedic situation. Like a, yeah, it feels like a like a right out of film school film. It feels almost like a student film, but it has huge actors in it. It has like for example the lighting it's lit like fucking Batman forever. Like the lighting, there's no like logical sources of the lighting. Every scene is kind of lit as like, well, we just think this looks cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's um, the, they have Dustin Hoffman's in this movie. Like we mentioned, he's killing it. Oh yeah. He's, he I mean, he's only in three scenes, but he's having a blast. Um, yeah. And the primary location he's at is like this club. Um, did you notice in the first scene where we meet Dustin Hoffman, where he's sitting in like this salon or backstage area of the club, getting his feet yeah. massaged while he's watching television? Yeah. Did you notice how fucking terrible the sound was in that scene? Yeah. Like this movie has bush league has technical issues shit in it. Like yeah, yeah, just from a just from like a technical composition standpoint, like the sound in that and and it's like an eight minute sequence where they're we're introduced to Dustin Hoffman. It's an extended dialogue sequence between him and Edward Burns. Yeah, and it's the room that they're filming in is so echoey that it's hard to understand them. And yeah. it's like guys, did you not? You directed Glengarry Glenn Ross, man. Like, did you? That is that movie's nothing but dialogue. How did you yeah. watch this scene and that's hear the, that sound and be that, like, "That's fine"? That's, <laughs> that's the crazy thing is Glengarry Glenn Ross is great. Like, uh, and I, in terms of like directing, it's acceptable. At least it's better. It's so much better than this. This is wild. And this this is feels a, like this it's, is a weird it was directed movie. by like a nineteen-year-old film student. Yeah, and uh, the, the editing is out of control too. It's yeah. doing that. It's it's doing the the. It's uh, trying to be Guy Ritchie. It, yeah, like the like a the fucking sixty cuts a second. Yeah, there's like, like if this if this was an indie film, it'd have sort of a charm to it, and it, I you know it kind of does have a charm to it, but it's just it's it's such a cliche the mm -hmm. movie. I mean, it it is an indie film. This is a Lionsgate movie from 2000, right. 2003 with a budget of fifteen million dollars. So this is an indie okay. indie film. Um, but, but yeah, like it's yeah, it's it's it, this this movie is ah, it's just it's, so like I said, it, it feels twee now. Yeah, it's so quote unquote twisty that it's completely predictable from beginning to end i mm -hmm. was three steps ahead of the movie at every point like it begins with the main character of course it's a it's a this is me type of intro it's it shows his dead body and goes so i'm dead and my my instant thought was so he's not dead well the first thing they show like, us after that is them running a con where they pretend to shoot paul yeah, giamatti exactly. so it's like but oh they well that's want gonna us be to think, yeah, yeah. yeah that this he is dead they think we're not gonna tell and so it's like oh, okay he's not dead and then it's him like telling the story with a gun to his head and it's like oh man right like the like the the framing device of this film is is Edward Burns on his knees in a in a parking lot with Morris Chestnut about to shoot him in the head. Yeah, and then and, but he's telling his life story. He's telling the story of the of the heist, and like it keeps cutting back to this framing. It eventually makes sense. Yeah, because they have a character say, "I want you to make him tell 
Tell us how he did right. it. Right. The, the Morris Chestnut's boss, Robert Forster, like fucking everybody's in this movie, uh-huh. uh, tells him, yeah, get the story of how they ripped me off. So Where it, it, um... it kind of makes sense at that point. But like before then, real quick, like they every time they cut back to the framing device where Edward Burns is, is telling this story, like Morris Chestnut's like, and then what happened? Like he's like engaged yeah. in the story. So like until you get to the point of the movie where you learn that he's been told to get this information from him, you're like, why the fuck does this hitman care right. what he has to say? Why is he so invested yeah. in this story? It's not even a particularly good one. Right. And then again, being, and maybe this is because it's of its time, because I think of movies like Frailty, um, there was this big thing, like when I went to film school, which was around the time this movie came out, people, the film students would constantly make films where it was bookended by person sits down in a diner, like, let me tell you about what I just went through. Uh, yeah. And the rule, and, and it was always done badly in film school, but the rule is, of course, that the bookending story ties into the full story the movie frailty comes to mind mm-hmm. where it's like, Oh, there's a reason uh, we're seeing this movie it told. So again, by the rules of just like knowing movies, it was like, okay, so this is going to be part of the con. What we're watching him telling the story. It's part of the ultimate con. Yeah. Uh, because of course it is because the, it's in the movie and that's sort of the whole story of it is the moment Dustin Hoffman shows up, they, they con a guy who uh, it turns out to be like, bringing money to a mobster played by Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. And then Dustin Hoffman's like, you're going to get me my money back by doing a con for me. And so you're instantly like, oh, okay, they're going to con Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Like that's again, rules of cons. Uh, we all, we've seen a million of these movies. They're going to get away. And Dustin Hoffman is going to get conned. Ultimately. The, the, the guy they rip off in the beginning is fucking Leland Orser too. It's, yeah. It's of the, course it is. The lust murder. Yeah. The least <laughs> lucky uh, character actor. Right. He gets ever. demolished in every movie. He's in. Yeah. Either psychologically or by a fucking chestburster. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. By Dan if you Stevens. See him, yeah, if you see him in a movie, you know he's fucked. Yeah, something horrible is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, you sp- that's the whole thing. Is the whole movie is that. The whole movie is just like when it, when they have a scene where like they're all like, "All right, that's it. We got to stop." Like because uh, here's the thing is uh Dustin Hoffman sends one of his goons to like watch them the whole time. So they have these scenes where they're like, "Nah, it's not going to work." And they all like quit. And it's like, no, they didn't, because we're like 45 minutes into the movie, first of all, mm-hmm. and second of all, because I know how heist movies work, and they're right. doing a performance piece yeah, this is for a, that guy. Yeah, like, the, there's a couple of big moments in the film, like when he kicks Rachel Wise out. Yeah, and it's, it's like, no, you didn't. Well, yeah, because yeah, it's like, and I mean, the, and this may be the movie trying to tell us that uh, this because I noticed a couple of things that I thought were mistakes at first, but then right. the movie also corrected them. Yeah. Also, Rachel Weiss is in this. Rachel Weiss is totally in this. <laughs> yeah. Um, like the his outburst, like his sudden, he like suddenly calls off the the scam, even though he's in debt like a quarter of a million dollars to yeah. Dustin Hoffman, who is a violent maniac. Um. And then he berates Rachel Weiss and kicks her out of the out of the out of the crew uh, in a way that's completely unlike any way he's behaved before. Right. So it's like it's he, it's so clearly uh, a work within yeah. the film that it's like I, I have to believe that the movie wanted us to know that it was a work. Right. But then the movie at the end is like, ha ha. And it's like, no, I mm-hmm. know. I know everything you're telling me, movie. It's the thing where when it gets to the point where it's like, and then we did this, and then we did this, it was like, yeah, I know. I know uh, that fucking Andy Garcia was in on it. I know that. Like, I, I, it's just all the things were made very clear throughout the movie by just knowing how movies work, I guess. Yeah. Um, and knowing that the writers are sitting there just trying to think of, oh, uh, how can we be one step? Because it's ultimately the problem with these movies and the Ocean's Elevens and most heist movies or con movies is that it's just the writers. They set up the rules and then they go, ha we're so smart. We broke the rules. All this stuff happened off screen, you see. And it's like, well, I would you there's no way I can know that that is the, well, I mean, the twist because right, you the, just made it up. Of, of course, the skill to, to making one of these movies work is obviously you do all that stuff, but you do it in a way so that the people don't notice. 
that that's what you're yeah. doing. You have um, to do it in a smart way. It's just yeah. that, like, by Ocean 12s, I think, when they were like, all this stuff you just watched, it was all a trick. And it's like, you mean the movie? They were just lying the movie? Uh, and, and you realize, like, oh, there's only so many of these plots that work. Like, even The Sting does that. The Sting is, like, at the at the very end, you're like, oh, no, they're they're... They shot each other or whatever. I forget how the sting ends. I know it's the mm-hmm. it's the idea of like, oh, and the sting is, it's the, the con is up. Oh, but it actually isn't. Mm-hmm. So they all do it. Ocean's Eleven does it, you know? Uh, it's They're always like, oh, it seems like they're in trouble. Oh, but wait, this was all part of their plan. Right. Well, I mean, like Ocean's Eleven, I, like I think the sting and, and, and the first Ocean's Eleven still do it reasonably well because you're not watching reasonably well you're not watching yes. for it and like they're yes. they're 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 pulling it off by not i think the movies that do it the best honestly are like um weird example but snatch with brad pitt's character you don't even know there's a plan where with um exactly that's what i'm talking about is you don't because you don't you know you're not watching that type of film that's what i mean is like yeah oceans 11 we we <sighs> In retrospect, we should have known because that's what it's the sting. So if you had any of knowledge of the sting and you're watching that movie, you're like, oh, they're going to do a thing Mm -hmm. because that's just what heist movies are. You know, there's never a heist movie where they make a plan and then do the heist and we just watch the heist and go, wow, good heist. Uh, There's always some fucking twist. Um, Matchstick Men, I thought was a good version of this because you don't think the movie is about that either. (laughs) <laughs> actually, I haven't seen Matchstick Men. Okay, well, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Isn't that directed by like Ridley Scott or some yeah, wild shit? There we go. Yeah, <laughs> All right. it's not a perfect movie. Um, no, but it's but got I'm Nicolas gonna, Cage I'm, and Sam Rockwell. I'm going to watch it because it has yeah. Nick Cage and Sam Rockwell. Yeah, just devouring the scenery. Directed by uh, Ridley Scott? Are you kidding me? See, that's yeah. this is the level of movie that confidence is. Is we're talking about a bunch of other movies. Yeah. Well, that's the, this was just so standard. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, it, again, like I the, felt ahead of the movie at every turn. That's yeah. all. When and Andy the, Garcia and he sits down, he's like, I tried to bribe him. And then they cut away and he doesn't say the answer to like what happened. I was like, oh, so you did bribe him. So he successfully and bribed him, in, yeah. Yeah, and he's in on it and we're, the movie's trying to make us seem like he's a threat when he's really clearly in on it. Got it, movie. Uh, it was all shit like that. Well, and the basic, like the... The only the only twist there really is to the heist itself is that they switch uh, they switch bags at the customs desk. Like the rest yeah. of it, like the rest of the heist that is the center uh, sort of of this movie is really really boring. Like all it yeah. is is they're getting a bogus corporate loan from John Carroll Lynch. From the Zodiac from the Killer. Zodiac Killer. Yeah. Um, this movie's cast is out of control. Anyway. Yeah, let's 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 go through the plot and just like identify so so yeah, so many fucking people in this goddamn movie. Yeah, I just wanted to finish my thought. The, yeah, yeah, sorry. The, the sorry. heist is just them getting a, a a corporate loan based on bogus paperwork sent to yeah. a, sent to a bank in Belize. That's it. Yeah, and then one of them picks it up, uh, Paul Giamatti. Uh, yeah, right, like the, the entirety of the heist is John Carroll Lynch presses the enter key. That's yeah. the heist. Well, and then that's that's part of how you know, like, okay, it's going to be more elaborate. But it's not even that much more elaborate. It's not even really that much more elaborate airport. is the thing. They say that they, you know, grease the palm of the uh, customs guy. And so he's going to okay the bag and then meanwhile fucking um dustin hoffman they he he okay he tells uh, fuck our main character goes to dustin hoffman's goon this is another moment where i was like well obviously this is part of it yeah oh yeah and he says like hey man you want to actually just like uh you want to con your boss right he just looks over him's like you want to rip off the boss it's like it's so clear it's like this is a another work yeah like why would you he's like cavalierly uh ask yeah. ask the crime boss's uh murderer if he wants to roll on the right. crime boss and here's the, the the part that makes it even worse is he was like yeah what do i gotta do and he's and he just goes just call your boss and tell him everything's the same and it's like well you didn't have to get him in on that like he doesn't act he doesn't actually need the guy to do anything mm-hmm. 
uh, because it's a it's a fake con that yeah. he's pushing. So he never explains what that con is supposed to be. And then he calls the boss and he's like, yeah, he is going to screw you over. And then the guy's like, why Ayata? And it's like, no, this is all again. I'm on. I'm on to you, movie. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're, uh, I, I see what you're doing here. Yeah. And and at no point uh, is it able to fucking surprise me at the same time. Rachel Weiss is going to the guy who what owns the bank? Yeah, it's yeah, Robert Forster. He's the yeah. guy who owns the bank. And so we learn that it's her and the other guy are who puts the gun to our main main honky. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, then they do, they do the bank transport. He doesn't even push a button, does he? The Zodiac killer? No, he hits like enter. Uh, he hits oh, okay. he hits he, enter. <laughs> That's yeah, it. Paul Paul Giamatti has this thing where he they do this thing where he's constantly worried about bathrooms. They no, it, well, I mean, it yeah, they do do it, but it's it's completely to trick uh, yeah. Lupus, who is the the guy who works for Dustin Hoffman, right? Uh, but, but why is it to trick Lupus? Because they do something about how he how he's constantly talking about bathrooms. He's like, "What's is this a good bathroom? Mm-hmm. How's this bathroom?" That's for real because they, he does it when Lupus isn't around. Oh, but they like they they integrate Paul Giamatti going to the bathroom yeah. in part of the scam. But it, I think it's just his thing because in the first scene uh, where they do the fake Paul Giamatti getting killed, he stands up and he's like, "Hey, did any of you guys mess up the bathroom?" Oh, yeah, and he's that's like true. concerned about the bathroom. So I, it's just his thing. And then it, they, yeah, they work it into the scam where he goes to the bathroom at the airport, which is. Uh, I guess whatever. Um, I was going to say it's weird that he would go to an airport bathroom if he cares about bathrooms, but uh, it's better than the airplane bathroom. Yeah, that's true. It's the lesser of two evils. Um, yeah, he goes in there and then fucking um, that's after customs. And then, oh, no. uh, yeah, well, yeah, they do use it so that like he over so that lupus overhears uh uh, uh, Edward Burns talking to Paul Giamatti about using the airport bathroom so he knows to send Tom Tiny Lister into the airport bathroom to get the bag from him which yeah. results in the two crooked cops going out this is a whole fucking thing you guys yeah <laughs> Dustin Hoffman yes it's it's so convoluted too it's again it's not like there's a lot of those heist movies where it's like everything had to work exactly the way they thought and I guess I'll give them credit for not doing that, uh, but it's still not. It's it's mostly because there's not many moving pieces. Mm-hmm. There's a great line where it's like it's like more than halfway through. Where he's like, "A good con is like chess," and he starts like explaining the analogy. And it's like we you don't have to. You know, we got like, it. We, we got it, man. <laughs> we got <laughs> like, it. There's a lot of those lines where it's like, being a carn artist is all about this or that. It's and it's like, that, yeah, it's I, like it's written by a carn artist who doesn't realize how unimpressed we are. That's, uh, yeah, that's what, why I started this uh, episode off by saying it has too much Edward Burns. Like, yeah, the kind of character he's playing and the attitude of that character and just like his extreme new york accent it's just all such a product of this time period of movie making and it's like so but yeah it's it's also a little bit dated for 2003 so it's It's just it's just like this tarantino it's it's like a it's like a wannabe tarantino character right uh it's like really in love with how clever he is yeah it's like doing like the sawing a woman in half magic trick Mm mm-hmm and treating it like nobody's ever done it before and being like you probably wonder how i did this and it's like nah we all kind of have an idea uh we're not that impressed we've seen it a million times it's that like he's so full of himself Mm -hmm. that character or he's written to be that he feels like he's the writer uh talking about what it takes to be a con artist and like oh bet you didn't see that and it's like no we all we all did uh we saw all of it we saw all of it yeah we saw all of it all of it yes um yeah so then they yeah they so by the way um dustin hoffman he looks like um like larry david in that snl sketch the kevin roberts he's got like a he's got like a buzz cut almost dustin hoffman i don't know it doesn't matter um 
Dustin sends in his goons. They get the bag from Paul Giamatti. Then there's like a cop bust. uh, And the bags are filled with heroin? Yes. Where did they get the heroin? Okay. So the heroin came from the two crooked cops that they're working with, Luis Guzman and Donald Logue. Right. Uh, They're in this. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. They sure are. Um... uh, they they get like a tip i guess from oh they get a tip from uh from edward burns to steal right. to basically uh intercept this drug deal and steal this guy's heroin so they can sell the heroin right um so they have the heroin in their trunk um when andy garcia shows up and is like hey i'm a special agent and you got a you know blah 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 um right we learn he's a customs agent and at no the, one has like at the looked end, closely at his yeah, badge. Yeah, we 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 learn at the end. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, and then yeah, they go to jail. So yeah, so Andy Garcia took the heroin. So that's how they they he swap he gave it to the guy behind the thing. Got it. Yeah. So yeah, ultimately the heist is Andy Garcia is is like their helper. He takes a cut, and then it's Rachel Weiss, uh, uh, our main character. Uh, Paul Giamatti and the final guy who we haven't even mentioned because he's so forgettable. You know the guy? Yeah, Milo. He, yeah, he looks like Matt Gates. Uh, like he's, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Like he did he do anything in the movie? Like in the did he did he earn his keep? Uh, yeah. What did he do? I mean, he was in on a couple of the. Uh shit what did he do i mean he did very he did very little he was just kind of there look if i was consulting this group of con uh con artists i would say cut that guy loose Uh, because he 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 doesn't do shit he doesn't do nearly enough like he he really he's no paul giamatti that's for sure he's no giamatti he's kind of just there what was with the scene where he's mad that rachel weiss is a redhead it's like bad luck i don't know man it what the fuck does he care about there's a scene where he tells and i can't i can't tell if this is part of the con or not it didn't seem like it was it seemed like told it her to seemed change like, her hair well yeah that's true i don't know they do this thing where they're like so here like again they they, they talk about it like it's part of the con job where they're like so here are the bad luck things mm-hmm. uh you know this and that if a bird flies through your window and redheads and then she walks in and they're all like, oh, geez, she's a redhead now. And she's and she's like, you told me to change my hair. And they act like it's somehow he he literally says the words you you just fucked us about her redhead. hair." Mm-hmm. And like, if you tell someone to change your their hair and they're a brunette, uh, there's only a few options there. Yeah, there's only a couple of things you can do there, man. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what you want. If it's really important to the point that it apparently will ruin your heist. Uh, that they'll choose one of the two obvious options specify and like to be a blonde she'd have to fucking i guess she's wearing a is she wearing a wig because that's the other thing is like she's just wearing a wig or something or she dyed it so they're like ah it's not it's it's fine it's just dyed hair and it's like i i don't know what the fucking rules are here or why this is in the movie because it's a very short amount of uh drama it's not like a comedic scene. It's like they're angry that she's a redhead. Yeah. Uh, it's, I don't know, man. We haven't even talked about the romantic arc. I mean, yeah. Do we have to? I guess we probably should. I don't know. This, this <laughs> fucking, this cracker and Rachel Weiss hook up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. She like, she like just joins the group. She's the new one. She's the Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. He literally catches her pickpocketing and then does a like, Hey, nice lift like scene mm-hmm. when was was this before or after oceans 11 this is after okay that's not good that that's not good for the movie because that's literally just oceans 11 yeah 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 there's so many good actors in this there are it's uh staggering how many good actors there are in it. yeah the fact that this guy did uh perfect stranger it makes a lot of sense because that's a movie that also kind of you're not ahead of the movie because that movie's twist is so batshit that you can't possibly guess it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gibberish. Did you see Perfect Stranger, Tom? No, but I know what the I know I okay. know what the score is. It's also really good actors in a movie that's absolute batshit. Uh, 
And so I don't know. I, I assume it's this director. He attracts these actors. Uh, and it, it also feels like it feels like it's a little too late for like twist thrillers, you know? Mm-hmm. It's right around that time, but it's slightly too late. That's what this is, right? It's like, like I didn't hate this movie. Uh, I I guess I sound like I do, but I didn't. It was it was fine. It was just so. <clears throat> it was it was it, it was everything you think it is. Yeah, it's just so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just so derivative. Yeah, it really is. Again, it feels like a film film student made it, mm-hmm. like right out of film school. Mm-hmm. It's every. It's so. <laughs> it's it is just, so. It is, and it's wild that like it I mean, has it makes so many that, like, people in it. It has so many people in it. It's that's the weirdest fucking part. Is like you think Andy Garcia would have been like, hey, so um, I don't, I don't, I I know I don't need to give notes or anything, but this is sort of like a lot of movies I've been in. <laughs> uh, you know, and couple, maybe that's a problem. Yeah, a couple of movies I've done within the last few yeah. years, actually. Within, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. It's man, until you pointed out the the heist itself couldn't be more boring. It's so boring. It is literally just punch some like the fucking the Zodiac killer is the one who does the heist. The main thing they have to do as a group is pick up them. Oh, they have to convince him to give them a loan. Yeah. And and he just says, I want to cut. Yeah. And so like the, they have this whole scene where they go out to dinner. Rachel Weiss is like the honey pot. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but then they all come in and they're like, hey, we're here too. So it's like, well, okay, sure. Uh, and then they just sit down. They're like, we're looking for a loan. Uh, and so they're not like finessing this guy at all. Not really. They're, they're really, they just found a banker. They found out where he was. And then they just say, we need to, they just go to a bar, pay for his drinks and say that we need a loan. Uh, and then ultimately he's like, so this is a con, right? I would like some of the money. And they're like, sure. And that's how they do the con. It's uh, they're they're not like, well, I guess it's be it's for the reason that um, Dustin Hoffman is actually the Mark, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the idea? Uh, essentially, he's not the one. Uh, but they not- never explain how they're how they exp- the Zodiac Killer is like the first Mark. They talk about him like he's the Mark at first. He basically is. They're ripping off Robert Forster of his money and they're going to get Dustin Hoffman arrested in the process. Yeah. So really they're still stealing from Robert Forster. Right. Um at the behest of Dustin Hoffman, they're just they they need to target John Carroll Lynch specifically to steal the money and then they're just going to put Dustin Hoffman on the hook for two bags of heroin to make him go away so they get to keep it all. How long do you think He'll go away for those two bags of heroin. A lot. <laughs> He's got good lawyers. Though. Yeah, probably. Like, yeah, I mean, I can mean, they actually connect him to the heroin? That's a good question. Um, because he's just in a car while his like guy is coming I mean, out of the airport with a bag. They'll go after it. I mean, they would go after anybody in the car. Like, yeah, I'm just saying that. I I think he could fight that. I I honestly probably. I'm just saying there's a I, lot of jail time on the table with those yes. two bags of heroin. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I'm just now realizing that, yeah, he fakes his death at the end, mm-hmm. but knowing these jackasses, it's not going to, like, it's not... Well, see, they, they faked... The first thing we see them do is fake Paul Giamatti's murder at this bar, and then we find yeah. out that not only do they own the bar, but they use the bar as their office, so they're all always there. Right! They're such bad gun. And they're like, yeah, he's not going to come looking for us uh, after they, why wouldn't he, after they rip off the lust murder in the beginning. And it's like, but if he did, he would just need to come back to Uh, the scene of the crime working out of there. And he would fucking find all of you here. Crime upstairs from where they hang out. Good fucking God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Also at the very end. So Rachel Weiss shoots him. Uh It's, it's a squib. Yes. She does it for the sake of that one guy. Yes, just to fool Morris Chestnut. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dustin Hoffman's not going to hear about it. No, the idea is that he's going to run back to Robert Forster and be like, God, that lady that would tipped us off went crazy and shot the guy. I guess we're just going to have to call your $5 million a wash. 
on right i don't think that's gonna happen yeah maybe for like a couple thousand or for like a couple hundred thousand maybe but five million (laughs) no he's gonna try to find that five million dollars he's gonna find that five million dollars i guess what i was getting at is in the shot when andy garcia rolls up in his car uh the main character he's still lying there dead Mm -hmm. and it's like the vacated alley why is he doing that Who's that for? Just in case. He doesn't know anybody's around. But like, who? All he needed was that one guy to see him get shot. That guy fucked off. He doesn't have to pretend to be shot anymore. I don't know, man. You never know. Yeah. And then like, well, Andy Garcia shows up and then he pretends he stops being dead. Mm -hmm. So like, just how long has he been lying there? I don't know. Probably the plan was to lie there until Andy Garcia drove up, which which would give him the signal that the coast was clear. Yeah, okay, that, that, I guess that works. Yeah, that's like, you're nitpicking the wrong aspect of this movie. <laughs> I don't know, it's dumb. <laughs> this is a dumb fucking... Like that, I did not have an issue with that one. <laughs> it just felt like he was lying there for us. I mean, uh, he is, because it's a movie. Yeah. yeah. But... Man, yeah, I don't know. This movie, uh... I mean... Was it... I don't think it was ahead of its time or even no, uh, I'm far with its time I've, when it came out. I've said it a few times. This movie was dated in 2003 for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like we were like it, this movie is like, it's all of the bad things. It's all the tropes. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's all of the, all of the shitty movies that came out after Pulp Fiction and Snatch that were trying to em- yeah. emulate that style. And Ocean's Eleven, I would say. Yeah, there's a, yeah, um, there's definitely Ocean's Eleven in there. There's because it's a half-assed heist movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's such a half-baked con, uh, yeah. heist. Um, to the, there's even, like Dustin Hoffman even says uh, he tells a story in in the movie about the white suit. the white suit story about like he pulled his first job and got some money, so he bought this nice white suit, and it just made him a target when the people they ripped off came for yeah. for revenge and then he's like style can get you killed and it's like man the people who made this movie needed to listen to that story because this yeah. movie is so in love with how clever it thinks it is and yeah, how exactly. like and how like stylish it thinks it is that yeah. it's it's just a it's a clunky obvious heist movie with a boring fucking heist at the center it's that era it's yeah, yeah. it it really does stretch into like um early 2000s to um, cause I think of like the late nineties was like when it all came like, right. Like the matrix run Lola run where like, it's like this style of filmmaking where it was very loud, mm-hmm. uh, worked and, and those movies still hold up. And then we got into the early two thousands where it just felt like a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. Uh, and some of them work, I would argue like we, we, we did, um, Lucky Number Slevin. I remember that being okay, but then again, I don't really remember that movie anymore. Um, that was a weird. Yeah, that was a weird one. Yeah, where like yeah, there were a lot of people taking these swings, and it was just like yeah, we're d- we're just done with that era. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah, you combine that with the most obvious heist stuff. It's just I can't be mad at this movie, but like I think the reason I'm not mad at this movie is because I had never heard of it, and then I watched it. I'm like, yep. That's why I never heard of it. That's why I never heard of it. Yeah. Fucking yeah. A, 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 an A-list cast from the director of Glengarry Glenn Ross. And it's like, man. It's so unremarkable. <laughs> yeah. It's just so unremarkable. It that is. It's... Yeah. This is a real, man, this is, I was going to say this is going to be, a, this is a movie that's going to baffle people in 20 years, but we're at that point. This movie came out 18 years ago. Oh, uh, don't <laughs> like, say that, man. It is baffling us 20 years later yeah uh, so. yeah it's just like why did they all agree to do this it's a real artifact We're like what how did i never hear of this movie and then you watch it like oh that's why i never heard of this movie yeah it's old glenn gary um yeah i don't know i don't know how do you how do you make a heist film like now these days how do you go about that it's like it's so it feels like the genre is extinct I mean, and people are. This movie reminded me of that. Yeah, I mean, you're st- we're still getting. Like, I think we, I think we did a we just watched on it. Den of Thieves, Gerard Butler one. Yeah, well, you do. All right, what you do is you don't try to do. You don't try to be clever. No, like that. I mean, that's another way to do it. But like the, 
or like heat like uh, den of thieves is very much like heat where yeah those movies uh, yeah the heist is not about them pulling like magic tricks it's about like okay every single step of the plan is gonna go wrong yeah that's a gritty heist it's gritty heist where it's like actually would have been great if oceans 11 was just like ended with danny ocean getting torn apart by fucking police fire yeah and it was just like it yeah if it just like went so wrong yeah. it started as like a glitzy like yeah, <laughs> yeah. oceans 11 baby we're back and then it's just like suicide by cop it, by it, the it, end it ends with al pacino shooting danny ocean to death on a jetway yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the fucking see that would be an original heist film that did something you wouldn't see coming brad pitt, you're like brad oh wow pitt takes a child hostage yeah with an m16 <laughs> <laughs> They just become such dark-ass characters yeah. at the end. God, see? That's how you make a heist film now. I mean, you can um, do... I, I, both styles of movies are still viable because there was there was an element of oh uh, the magic trick just we're imagine. so clever misdirect in Den of Thieves. Um, yeah. I'm just imagining John Cheadle with like a bomb strapped to his chest. Doing that stupid-ass voice. <laughs> His <laughs> dumbass basher voice. I love Don Cheadle, but that voice is ridiculous. Oh yeah, uh, that, yeah. No, that character is absurd. Do, yeah, you can still do little cute things in heist, but when it be, when it's this, where it's twist on top of twist on top of, where it's and it's, it's just it's like it, 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 and just the endless like narration and monologuing by Edward Burns, yeah. who is playing a character that is just so in love with how clever he is. Yeah, you know what's a movie that I would say uh, it's not good, mm. uh, but it's 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 a better version of this is uh, the score. The with score's Edward okay. Norton and Robert De Niro. It's the same format. It's the same. Um, oh, he screws that guy, and then oh, I was on to you the whole time. Yeah, but it's a lot less twisty, and they do the way they like satisfy you is they do something like in in that movie. The thing they withhold is how is he going to get into the safe. You know he's gonna. It's not a, like, it's gonna happen. And then they reveal it when it happens. And you're like, oh, that's a cool way of doing that. Mm-hmm. There's also- Like, that's kind of what you need is, like, the way they, the movie, like, leave out certain details, uh, not because you're trying to trick people, but because you're like, no, just wait and see. It's kind of cool. Yeah. And then, you, and then you let the audience see it, and they're like, oh, that is a cool way to do that. That's, that's how you do a, like, mm-hmm. clever heist, I guess. And also, this movie- it's in between Ocean's Eleven and the score in terms of having the right number of characters. Like, I think one of the things that the score does right yeah. is there's it's really just those two characters. Mm-hmm. Marlon Brando just in the same spot every time we see him. Oh, yeah. He's not uh, fucking moving. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then Ocean's Eleven, which has so many characters that each one of them just gets to be some some you know over the top cartoon yeah like they're yeah and they're there to do one thing yeah um but in a movie like this one like confidence that we just watched there's like there's it's 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 simultaneously too many and not enough characters because it's like we well, like because- for example we couldn't tell you what fucking milo did what was his yep. point? <laughs> I don't know why. Like, and then those two cops, it was like, I don't need these I guys don't think in this we movie. Need these, I mean, I, I like these actors. I don't think we need them. <laughs> yeah, they felt like they were just sort of in the way. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't really get to know them. We didn't like them. There was too many characters that I didn't like. We didn't know anything uh, about them. Like, I liked Paul Giamatti because I like Paul Giamatti. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I like Rachel Weisz because I like Rachel Weisz. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't really know. Yeah. Very unearned fucking romance. Yeah. We get so much Edward Burns and like absolutely nothing from anybody else. So it's like, yeah, uh, I've, it's, yeah, this, it, it has a massive cast and really only like three characters that, that, that you really needed. Mm -hmm. Uh And really only character, the only person I liked watching was dustin hoffman Dustin Hoffman, yeah because he was doing a thing yeah and also he rarely plays bad guys mm-hmm. uh that i can think of i'm i, I know he does but like not often uh, very rarely. not often yeah it's like usually it's he's fucking fighting peter pan uh so it's nice to see him play like a mobster uh it was interesting but like yeah it there's just not 
Not enough. Yeah, he's only not enough in this he, fucking movie. He's only in three scenes. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a, it's, yeah. And the the, and the, sec- Garcia. the second two scenes are incredibly brief. Yeah, Garcia's barely in it, too. Yeah. Uh, which I knew that from just the credits. Right, like it's like, like a- the last person's listed. Right, yeah. and it's and Andy Garcia, I believe. Oh, no, it might be yeah, and yeah. Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, it was like, it was like the credit was like, Dustin Hoffman was here or something yeah, like that. Special like, appearance did, by Dustin yeah, Hoffman. Yeah. Dustin Hoffman passed our set. Mm-hmm. briefly dustin hoffman was on set for six hours one day yeah yeah exactly um yeah i don't know i got nothing else to say about this like i have stuff to say about the heist genre in general and where do we go from here uh and like i guess it really is a, you're right like den of thieves rocks uh it can be done but i think the oceans 11 twisty heist i can't see that really working anymore the only way they surprise, like this is the problem with the other Ocean's Eleven, is the only way they could do a twist is if they did something that you could never see coming, because the movie cheated. Yeah, and that's kind of that's a curse of being an Ocean's Eleven sequel because you're watching mm-hmm. for it. Yeah, and then yeah, it's it's yeah exactly is like the only way for it to really work now is if it's a movie where you're not really thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, any other thoughts on 2003's Confidence? No. I'm amazed yeah. for their... Fi- I mean, I guess it was like right when... This movie ends with a, a Coldplay song. Oh my God, the Coldplay song, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, uh, that was something. Clocks, I believe. Um, and I was like, this this tiny ass movie shelled out for a Coldplay song, huh? And then I remembered it was 2003. Right. Uh, so that Coldplay song probably didn't cost that much. <laughs> <laughs> no, then. Dustin Dustin Hoffman came with it. Yeah. They were like, we'll, we'll give you Dustin Hoffman. We'll throw in this Coldplay song for you. Yeah. It's like, that's a weird package, but sure. Yeah. For, it's, like a pa- it's like a pamphlet they give you, you know? <laughs> for $4 million, you can have Dustin Hoffman for six hours and Clocks by Coldplay. <laughs> like, well, shit, God, we'd be fools not to take that offer. <laughs> yeah. What a deal. I would take that now, not making a movie or anything. Just Yeah. yeah. He shows up, he's got the CD. It's like on a burnt just, it's like a burnt CD. It's a fucking Memorex CDR. Yeah. He's like, I've been told I have to give you this. It's like thanks. He's like, my trunk is filled with these. Oh man. Ah uh, C D just has well, the cure written on it. <laughs> Back in the days of uh, Napster and LimeWire, like every, it was such a common problem. Any moody rock song with a British singer got labeled as The Cure. Right, yeah. I forgot about the days of LimeWire. Yeah. You're right. Oh my God. What's that modern English I love the idea that Dustin Hoffman is using LimeWire. I mean, again, 2003. 2003, yeah. yeah, He was fucking downloaded it from Kaza. Oh, I'll stop the oh, world and melt. I I melt with you. That that's a that's a that one. That's a yeah. very famous modern English song. But Lord hell, if you search for that song on Napster or LimeWire or something, it always it every always single file file came with a cure. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. That was the song. I remember that <laughs> to the point that yeah, people were just like saying that's by the cure. It's, no, it's not. And it's like no, Napster lied to you. Yeah. Amongst other things, they did. They also lied to you about the cure. Yeah. I mean, it was just whatever uh, you, you people wrote in as the file names. They were like, oh, it's a British guy singing a sad, moody rock song. Yeah. It's the cure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I get it. Sure, man. Yeah. Clocks by the cure. <laughs> uh, handed to you by Dustin Hoffman. I fucking handed to you by Dustin Hoffman on a goddamn burnt CD. <laughs> on a, a CD plus CD. R. Yeah. <laughs> Part of a whole fucking spindle. <laughs> we got a stack of them from Staples. Staples brand CD plus R's. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, <laughs> thanks, Norm from Cheers Indeed. for giving us this movie. Yeah. I don't know why you... I hope I hope you didn't like make this movie, Norm. I hope you're not the director of Glengarry Glen Ross. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you James I mean, again, Foley? Yeah. I didn't have a bad time watching this. It didn't. It didn't like offend me. No, and it yeah, like it's it's full of delightful <laughs> actors. I got the same 
fucking dopamine rush I got at the end when all the puzzle pieces yeah. fell into place because it's just like ah heist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's 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 just an extremely <laughs> derivative, unremarkable film. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's fine. And my but god, yeah. my god, the sound in that Dustin Hoffman scene. Go back. We gotta fix the sound. Go back and watch that. It, that sound is a tr- like. <sighs> you would have you would have heard three words and been like, okay, stop, cut. We gotta like, <laughs> this is not right. gonna work. <laughs> yeah, we have a problem. We gotta the figure this out immediately. Day. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was like Dustin. You get Dustin Hoffman. That, I, that scene, has to be it. And he he does sound for you as well that for his ha- scenes. Well, I was gonna say it has to be because it was a Dustin Hoffman scene, and I mean I don't know what it has to be. It they could, probably couldn't do reshoots. Exactly. They they probably were in post, and they're like, "Well, shit." It's like, well, the sound from this uh, scene is completely fucked. Yeah, and they're like, "Can we ADR it?" And it's like, we can't afford to we get can't Dustin Hoffman. To in. get, they probably couldn't afford to get any of those people back. But Lord yeah, knows, you can like, yeah, definitely not Dustin yeah. Hoffman. What do we do? Get a Dustin Hoffman impersonator? No, that's just gonna sound like some asshole. We can't even. Yeah, a, we can't even afford to get Tom Tiny Lister back for voiceover. Yeah. So there's no way we're getting Dustin Hoffman back in here. I forgot to talk about how he's in this too. Extremely uh, briefly. Tom Tiny Lister. Yeah, he's in a few scenes. He's everybody's a, in a few. Everybody's scenes. in like a few scenes except for Edward Burns, who won't go away. He won't go away. He yes. refuses to leave. Yeah. Um. Anyway, thanks, Norm from Cheers. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you all for listening. Norm did this through our Patreon. And if you're interested, you can go to patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. Mm. Um, on there, you'll get exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a Maniac. Uh, there's a tier where, yeah, you can you can produce your own episodes of We Just Watched and make us watch whatever, whatever you want us to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, such as the anyway, 2003 film confidence yeah for some reason uh i mean whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> sure man i'll watch this movie it was free on peacock yeah. oh sweet yeah I, I do not have peacock i had to watch a couple of ads but yeah um we also have a store tpublic.com slash store slash gamefully unemployed uh where you can get t-shirts masks mugs stickers posters all kinds of things check that out check it out get out yeah and uh um, you know leave us a review it helps Leave us a review. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, should we start selling like burnt CDs of our podcasts? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I think so. Yes. And just like, do we? Do they need to be multiple tracks? They could be da- da- no, we, I mean, data CDs yeah. <laughs> uh, just with them we just, on we, there. We label them all the cure. That's the only thing we need the to cure. make sure that we do. 